Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode on the Luminous Star Commentary. I'm Cassandra, your host. Thank you so much for joining me today or tonight. I certainly hope you are doing well. Um, You know, uh, today I want to talk to you guys about the perfect polarity that is reflected in a parallel reality. Okay, now this happens in a narcissist relationship quite a bit. Sometimes when you want to, you know, reach out to the narcissist for peace, they want to turn up on demon time. They want to call out for the discord. Okay, sometimes they will move on to discarding people, right? Because they don't want to hear it. Sometimes this is what the narcissist <laughs> may look at it, you know, the nagging. They may look at your reaching out to them for peace as nagging. They may even be threatened by it. You know, sometimes narcissists, they act like they really detest change. Well, most of them do. They don't like change. They don't really do that much to change. When you're dealing with a narcissistic personality, first of all, it's a good idea to, to know who and what you're dealing with. One of the things that a lot of us deal with that have narcissist personalities around us in a narcissist relationship is that we're dealing with a personality type that is fixed. You can just look it up in the DSM-5. Okay, so yeah, they're fixed. That means that the narcissist is less likely to change. Why? Because they're less likely to be flexible in their relationships with other people. In other words, they're not willing to play along well with others. Okay, they want to be the boss. (laughs) They want to be right in the center of the relationship. So narcissists tend not to do that much to change. Now, this is what's very interesting. If others show signs of changing or outgrowing the narcissist relationship, narcissists tend to perceive that as not only a threat and a challenge, but a slight. In other words, they tend to look at that as the other person or other individuals in the relationship as being disrespectful. As incredible as that sounds, it's often true. Just reflect on your own experiences with narcissists and you'll see what I mean. Okay, so, uh, you know, the world must change. According to the narcissist, it is the world that must change. Other people must change instead of them. They tend to not take on the responsibilities of what they do, think, feel, or choose. If narcissists makes poor choices and it tends to have them suffer the consequences, they often look around to play the blaming game to to shift to you know deflect pointing the fingers at other people as if to say others made him or her do it okay so I want to go ahead and go over a few tools with you right now especially when you're dealing with narcissists on a daily basis okay some of you are dealing with them not only at home but on the work site or at work or in the workforce. Okay. Tool number one. I was saying, and this is really when the narcissist likes to bring on the smoke. Okay. Sometimes they may even say to you, Oh, I want all the smoke. Right. (laughs) And they will turn up on the demon time, working at overtime, leading on to working perhaps your last nerve. But tool number one, go ahead and attempt to close all your chapters. Okay, and this is pertaining to the past. Keep these chapters closed. Try not to have the Lot's wife syndrome, continuing to look back, expecting change, yet fearing to move or thrive forward. 
this can get you stuck in the sunken place. That sunken, sunken place, as I like to call it or refer to it. it. It stinks down there in the sunken place. Okay, it's not too happy down there. But when you attempt to close chapters and keep them closed, this is one way that you can start to see the good in the goodbye. This is how you can dot all your I's and cross all your T's. Using your past only as reference is something that I have found to be very effective. Because see, the narcissist likes to keep people in the past. Just think about it. They like to go people into arguments. And what does that do? Keep people stuck in the past. Fighting over things, bickering and arguing, being locked in that nasty, funky, toxic energy that the narcissist loves so much because, see, they know if they can push your buttons, you're not using your energy to thrive forward. You're not using your energy to focus on thriving. You're not using your energy. Then This is according to the narcissist. If they can push your buttons and they can keep you in that pig pen of the narcissist relationship, keeping you stuck in the sunken place, that stunken, sunken place, then, oh, they're, they're happy. You ever notice that they, they smile? Sometimes they even uh, grin or they're smirking once they goat you into an argument. Well, this is why. They, rela- they tend to relax. Narcissistic personality, they love the drama. They love the karma. Well, not, not so much the karma. <laughs> not, not, not if they're feeling the karma. Not if they're experiencing the karma. See, they like to set other people up for failure. You see, so when narcissists know that they can push your buttons and get you to become reactionary, this is what they like. This keeps you in the past and it keeps the narcissist in control. As long as they can get you to be in your feelings, then the narcissist is in control. You're in your feelings and the narcissist is in control. Okay, so close chapters and keep them closed. See the good and the goodbye. When you dot all your I's, the narcissist cannot hoover you back in. When you're crossing all of your T's, should the narcissist think about hoovering you back in, they cannot cross you again. Feel me? They can't cross you. You've already crossed all your T's. You're doing that right now. You're dotting all your I's. As far as you're concerned, there isn't any unfinished business. The narcissist, sometimes when they try to hoover people back in, they'll bring that up. They'll bring up the past. Hopefully, you will be nostalgic. Or they're banking on you, okay? They're banking on you to become nostalgic. Remembering all the good old days. And before you know it, it seems like a good idea to give the narcissist the umpteenth chance. Only to experience discard, okay? Only to experience perhaps disappointment because they let you down again. Perhaps you feel like they uh, have played you again. Okay, so to prevent all of this, close chapters and keep them closed. See the good and the goodbye, dot all your I's and all your T's and use your past only as reference. Try not to get stuck, you know, pull back in the past. The narcissist very often, they want people to get all emotional and start getting back into the past with them. Because as long as a person is stuck in their past, they're not thriving forward. Perhaps they're not even healing. If they're only coping, more than likely a person is not healing and thriving past narcissist relationship. Narcissists like to be in survival mode. And they often are comfortable with seeing other people in survival mode as well. 
If a person is stuck in survival mode, they're not thriving. They're not healing. They're only coping with the aftermath of narcissist relationships. Now, don't beat yourself up. Sometimes we go through this phase, but make sure it's only a phase. So close chapters and keep them closed. Tool number two, stay away from the past. Okay, this kind of correlates with the first tool. But when you stay away from the past, okay, from those who are proven, who have proven to be unlucky and unhappy, okay, especially unappreciative of your love, okay, the narcissist often isn't very appreciative. Just think about it. Think about all of those times when you went way out of your way, beyond, okay, (laughs) over and beyond right? For the narcissist, bending yourself up in pretzels, perhaps jumping over fiery hoops just to make them happy only to experience them perhaps being indifferent. They're unappreciative of your efforts. See, the narcissist often doesn't, you know, they don't want the peace in the relationship because they don't get any, they don't get anything out of that. They don't get the social supply out of that. So as long as they can keep that toxicity going, keeping the drama going, the arguments, the tits for tats, the um, the one-upmanships, the blaming game, all of that drama. See, narcissists, they love that. They can relax in that type of environment. It's a hostile environment for you, but it's pleasant for them. So this is also what I'm talking about or what I refer to the perfect polarity that is more than likely going to reflect It's going to reflect a parallel reality in the narcissist relationship. See, you're experiencing that reality one way and the narcissist experiences it in another. The relationship is often not experienced very, you know, in a similar fashion. You and a narcissist. The narcissist, like I said, they like the chaos, but you want the peace. You reach out to them for peace, but they turn up on the demon time. They call for discord, which often leads to them discarding. So stay away from the past and those who have proven, such as the narcissist, who have proven to be unlucky, unhappy, and unappreciative of your love and your contribution to their life, to the relationship. They don't value loyalty. They don't respect that. See, the narcissist will often hate the players. What's that saying? Hate the game, not the players. Narcissists often have many pawns in the game. They tend to not respect any of the players. Okay, so this, that's just something to think about. Narcissists often feel contempt. See, just as much as you love, the narcissist may have contempt. So it's also another way of looking at the perfect polarity that reflects the parallel reality in a narcissist relationship. On one hand, you are loving. On the other, the, the narcissist is experience. Well, actually, they are showing contempt. Just as much as you love, the narcissist contempt. So it makes it equal. It makes it level. So there's the perfect polarity going on. You 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 place. You have a weight, or you have some scales, right? Just picture you. You know, placing or place, picture someone placing your love on one side of the scale and placing the narcissist's contempt on the other side of the scale. 
or on the other scale and watch it swing. Okay. And then when it stops swinging and it balances itself out on the scale, you see on, uh, on one side, your love and the narcissist contempt on the other. But what do you notice? They're level. They're even one is not heavier or bigger than the other. This is often the, the, the uh, dichotomy or the thing that goes on in a narcissist relationship on one side, there's the love on the other. There's the contempt and they are going in 100. So if you move up, down, left, right, backwards, forwards, it doesn't change. This is often why things in a narcissist relationship does not change. It doesn't become something that brings peace. Okay. Or, or it's it, the narcissist seems to be committed. This is what's weird. The narcissist seems to be committed, but to a toxic relationship. It's almost like they got to have it. If there's any peace or love or serenity or any connection, the narcissist works very hard to dismantle it. Ever notice that? A lot of people have, and they report on it. I have talked about this. I have spoken about this a few times in some of my videos on the Luminous Star channel. Narcissists tend to want to disrupt. See, they turn up on the demon time, working at overtime. When you're reaching out for peace, you want the balance, the peace. You want the connection. The narcissist doesn't care about the connection. They want the control. So tool number three, start to envision your life you know, as you're manifesting. You know, you use discernment, discretion, and reality to help you make moves this is what's going to keep you grounded. This is instead of being in a stunk and sunken place, you're grounded. You're focused on thriving forward. Some people don't think that the tool of envisioning is going to help manifest anything, but try it. This is something I do sometimes. And yes, it does work. Sometimes you write things down. Okay. You look at it, you read it. Sometimes if you know, you do it before you go to bed, you place it under your pillow or you pay, place it by your bed. Have a dream journal even. You know, this is going to help you to manifest what you want. When you use discretion, when you use discernment, this means you're using good judgment. Okay? You're showing yourself to have values, principles, morals, unlike a narcissist. You're demonstrating your growth. And a narcissist, of course, may feel threatened by that. They may turn up on the demon time by doing what? engaging in more diabolical tactics, pulling more shenanigans, trying to distract you, cause you to go on a detour as you walk this journey of life, this gift called life. It comes with challenges. But when you think about all the things you went through in the narcissist relationship, don't you think you're up for the challenge? Don't you feel or think that you deserve a good life? See, the narcissist may challenge you on that and say that you don't deserve anything good, anything worthy. But see, they will demonstrate. This is what's funny about narcissists, okay? This is what's interesting about them, okay? They will mess around there, and they will demonstrate that they deserve all the best in life by having a strong sense of entitlement. At the same time, putting you down, letting you down repeatedly, therefore threatening to have your spirits go down. To the point where you don't feel that you have anything left. 
You don't feel that you, perhaps you don't feel or think that you can have good relationships with other people because the narcissist influences by gaslighting you into believing that you don't believe you don't have all these things you don't you can't possibly get all these things see you start to look at yourself through the eyes of a narcissist that's exactly what the narcissist wants unfortunately a lot of us have experienced that I know I have at one time but when you start to work some of these tools right here and apply them you will find more than likely they to be very effective they're very effective they're a game changer okay so when the narcissist is talking about they want to bring on all the smoke, see, they want all the smoke, right? Okay. Go ahead and serve them. <laughs> That's the one time that perhaps it will feel good to serve the narcissist. They want the smoke. Okay. Let them see your smoke. Let them leave them in the dust, perhaps. <laughs> now, I can't tell you what to do. Okay. It's up to you when you contemplate forgiveness, when you contemplate whether or not to start and maintain a no-contact lifestyle from the narcissist relationship. Now, I have a book out about that. The seven steps, the seven strategic steps to maintaining a no-contact lifestyle. Hope you've checked it out already on Amazon. But anyway, uh, just, yeah, okay, shameless plug. <laughs> but yeah, when it comes down to the narcissist wanting to turn up on the demon time, working it over time, that may work your last nerve. Because it's very uncomfortable dealing with the narcissist relationship. A lot of people have been reporting this and they're still reporting. Actually, I love it that more and more people are talking about narcissism. This brings more awareness. Just like on the Luminous Star channel. I talk about bringing more awareness about narcissistic relationships. About pathological narcissism and its aftermath. Some people don't believe in that. They don't, not that they really don't believe in it, but they have not experienced it. So they, they're not very certain about that. When you're talking to them or when anyone is talking about their experiences, see, some people are very doubtful. They're skeptical, skeptical. They're skeptical. <laughs> okay. They have not had this experience. So, if you have experience talking to your family, loved ones, and friends about your experiences of narcissism and they seem doubtful, try not to become discouraged, okay? Some people just don't get it. Unless they have experienced it, they don't get how the aftermath of pathological narcissism can absolutely devastate, okay? It can be triggering, overwhelming, okay? Some people, they, don't, they just don't get it. Try not to take that personally. You know, but narcissists, they, they don't like change, okay? But they want everybody else to change. Once a person decides that he or she will disconnect from their higher consciousness, they tend to operate from a lower vibrational frequency, which is a lower state of consciousness. What does that mean? That means that the narcissist, let's just go ahead and refer to the narcissist being this type of person, right? What that means is that the narcissist once they are which once they have chosen not to love anyone anymore for any reason, this is another way that they are in a lower state of consciousness, by the way. What that means is that we are dealing with a person who does not have any capacity to love, to support, to nourish, to connect, to befriend, to become intimate, or to care for other people. 
Look it up in the DSM-5. That's one of the things that comes up, a lack of empathy. Okay, so, you know, very often narcissists are jealous of those around them who often have more capacity, ironically, to love, to nourish, to do all of these things. The narcissist often taps into the energy fields of others around him or her because they lack. See, the narcissist doesn't lack energy. They have their own energy body. They tend to tap into the energy bodies of other people around them who often do have the capacity to love, unlike the narcissist. So there's your perfect polarity again that reflects a parallel reality in a narcissist relationship. Okay, so, you know, the, the narcissists, they often reflect this. See, they also like to uh, tap into the identities of those around them. They extract from people around them. They don't give to them unless it's something bad, okay, or something that is perhaps unpleasant. You know, people are to be conned out of their minds, their dignities, their finances, and self-respect. The narcissists, they like this. They like this dichotomy. They like this setup in every relationship. They often are asking themselves the question or a two-part question, which is what can they afford? What can they not afford from person to person, from place to place, from, from relationship to relationship? Narcissists often will consider this, but it's very often that they will try to gaslight others into trusting them or finding them trustworthy which that is not true. Narcissists tend to not be trustworthy. See, but they will gaslight, they will attempt to gaslight individuals and to emotionally manipulate them into trusting the narcissist. The narcissist, they, if they had their way, they will play and con people out of their very minds. Okay, they like this. This satisfies them. Why? Because it gets them the source supply. So narcissists, they tend to have many unrealistic expectations of other people who invest emotionally in him or her. But narcissists, one of the, well, I'm going to go over a few unrealistic expectations that narcissists tend to have. Okay. You ever wonder why they like, or, or they think that you should read their minds only when it conveniences them. They don't want you to know everything they're doing. But they they expect you to to know when they want something, how they want it, and they expect you to deliver. They expect you to perform. You ever wonder why they do that? Yeah, because they have unrealistic expectations. There's an imaginary contract that narcissists often have of everyone that they deal with. What are the terms of that contract? Very often, we don't even know about how to read the fine print because we don't even know about the contract. We end up co-signing shenanigans. We co-sign we sometimes BS that doesn't serve us, but it serves the narcissist. Again, reflecting that perfect polarity in the narcissist relationship. Okay, what is another thing that narcissists do uh, or they have that's unrealistic of other people? Being available emotionally and physically without protest. The narcissist wants you to serve them at all times. You are not to protest. You are to be happy about it. They think or they have a strong sense of entitlement. Therefore, your energy is something that they can tap into at all times. Or 
so they think, they believe, right? Your purpose in life, your mission in life is to serve the narcissist according to the narcissist. See, they create false images of you and everyone that they deal with. So they don't see you as who you really are. They're hoping that you have an identity crisis. They, they want you to continue to fumble around in the dark of the narcissist relationship, being in that stuck and sunken place, perhaps for life. That's the, how the narcissist likes it. So they, their unrealistic expectation is for you to be available to them at all times, emotionally, physically, financially, the whole nine. Narcissists often look for lifers, those who will source supply them for life. Even if the narcissist decides to discard and move on to new supply, they want to be able to hoover you back in if they should decide to do so. I don't know about you guys, but that's not something that I would bargain for in a relationship. It's, it's, not, it's not a good idea, right? <laughs> it really isn't. It causes a lot of emotional pain, even spiritual, uh, maybe even a spiritual uh, breakdown or spiritual wounds. What else does a narcissist expect? Okay, they expect you to take all of their stuff with a smile and without protest. You are to be a human wastebasket. As far as the narcissist is concerned, you should be so lucky that they have any interest in you at all. Okay, so and this is the way the narcissist is. So one way to buffer the effect of having the narcissist relationship is to know who and what you're dealing with. This is often a good idea. Okay, so some of the things that narcissists often like to do in a relationship, blame shifting, gaslight techniques, right? Making excuses. Keeping secrets. Not everyone notice how a narcissist will double speak. They double talk. They often are double-minded, two-faced, and they have shape-shifting tendencies. How in the world can anyone have a stable or positive relationship with such a person or people like this? But narcissists have an unrealistic expectation for you to put up with this with a smile and without protest. They often have a, like a, a vampiric energy. Narcissists tend to be energy whores, okay, energy vampires. They're tapping into your energy. They have an energy body. You have an energy body, but they want to be greedy and tap into yours. They turn up on the demon time, okay? So they're quick to engage in evil, and they're very willing to do wickedness, especially if it gets them the source supply. You ever noticed that? So, you know, narcissists, they, they tend to keep this up. But another tool I want to add is to have a support base. Okay, so when you're working your support base, keep in mind that it does not shield you. It does not serve to shield you from reality or the challenges of life. Okay, so they're not, but very often when you have a support base, I would say don't tell the narcissist about it. Where does the narcissist fit in your support base? But see, when you have a support base, which can range from having a coach, a mentor, looking at videos about such as the Luminous Star Channel about narcissism and the aftermath. OK, when you have you can go out in nature, you can exercise, you can uh, take classes. All of these things consist of your support base. It's not just going to a mental health care practitioner, which I advocate that, but it's not just that. But see, the support base, base it, can, it can also serve, this is what I found, it can serve to encourage you 
to have the mindset to continue to thrive forward, regardless of your experiences of pathological narcissism. Learn to trust yourself when you have this support base, especially if you have a history of being in relationships with people who have been careless with your heart, your mind, and your body, your spirit, your soul, so forth and so on. Trust is often violated in a narcissist relationship. Okay, so your bo- your support base will challenge you to exp- expose you to people, places, and things that might frighten you. I've gone through this. Okay, so I just want to share that with you. Hopefully, this will be food for your soul, and it will encourage you and motivate you to continue to thrive forward. You know, we all can uh, use a boost, right? Especially when we're dealing with narcissists on a daily basis. So don't allow this to influence you to quit working your support base and navigating it like a boss. After all, you do have say. You have a voice. Use your support base to exercise using your voice. In a narcissist relationship, you are not to have not only an identity, but not a voice. The narcissist wants it this way. Okay, otherwise they may perceive you're outgrowing the relationship as a threat. So it's very important to team up with people who invest in you, right? While interested in knowing your plight, the narcissist doesn't care to know who you really are. They create false images of you and everyone around them in order to get the source supply. So by learning to open up to being known while also getting to know others, it's very powerful, right? So work that support base and remember your life has purpose. Everybody has a story, right? We're experiencing this thing called life. It's a gift regardless of its challenges. Until next time, take care of yourself as well as each other.